a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey everybody, this is DJ Q for the Golf News Net Radio Network. We now return you to Jay's plays already in progress. All right, thank you, DJ Q, for bringing us back from break. He's absolutely right. I am Jay Flama, and you're listening to Base Plays on the Golf News Net Radio Network. So glad to have you all aboard. Jay's Plays is brought to you by KB's Best. It is the most delicious, the boldest, the spiciest, the most amazing hot sauce out there on the market. It's on every table in the Deep South, and it should be on yours. When it says JB's, it's the best. All right, we had a great first two segments with Rand Morissette and Tom Doak talking about the confidential guide to golf courses and golf course architecture and design. We are now going to switch over to talking about the tour and talking about the year in review with one of the two greats, another great friend of golf, capital G, capital F, capital G, a grand dame of our profession in sports writing, Marino Parisenzo. Marino, welcome back to Jay's Place. Well, after that introduction, I don't know what to do next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember once when I was in law school, I had to introduce this old, old German professor, okay, for a lecture one day. And I said, okay, everybody, one of the most honorable and venerable professors, Peter Herzog, he gets up, okay, in his squeaky voice and goes, Ah, Jay, thank you very much for that intro, but Jesus Christ, venerable makes me sound like I'm almost dead. <laughs> the place erupts in laughter, and from the back of the room, somebody, some heckler shouts out, what do you mean almost? <laughs> oh, that's awful. I'm glad you don't have anybody like that on here. <laughs> oh, no, not much. <laughs> Marino, 2016 was a, sort of a year of change. In golf, you know, we saw the baton firmly passed from Tiger Woods to the next generation. So why don't you walk us through the year as you saw it, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the historic. Well, the part of the year that continues to baffle me, and we're talking impressions here, Jay, quite apart from what you just mentioned, is the way people continue to worship Tiger Woods. I mean worship. He's a golfer, for God's sakes. And the, the year in golf that we had with all the great golfers, everybody kept wondering, when is Tiger going to come back? I understand that. It's, it is a fascinating subject to me. And uh, we saw the, the finish of it uh, in the last couple of weeks with that phony baloney uh, 
Hero World Challenge. Yeah, with his with his endorsement contract with the uh, Indian uh, Motorcycle Company, and and, and I'm just I, I am just amazed by stuff like that. But anyway, uh, to get back, yes, we had it. We had a terrific year in golf. You had your Dustin Johnson, uh, Spieth falling off. I don't understand that. Jason Day uh, backing up a bit. Uh, but all in all, an exciting and productive year. A lot of fun. Now, I'm going to go against the grain a bit. You mentioned Dustin Johnson, and I do believe that, you know, he's going to win GWAA, Golfer Association of America Player of the Year. I but I have, I have decided I'm going to vote for Henrik Stenson. Really? How come? Well... First of all, Dustin won one major. Henrik also won one major. And Henrik won his major in historic fashion, okay? And in a fashion that had to warm the heart of every ardent golfer because it harkened back to the duel in the sun. We got a reprise almost 40 years to the day of the great duel in the sun between Nicholas and Watson, only we got Phil Mickelson and Henrik Stenson, okay, 10 shots clear of their competition over one of the greatest venues in golf, Royal Troon. We followed that up with uh, the phenomenal, phenomenal finish that Henrik put on. He almost won the Olympics. Uh, he came in second to... Uh, Justin Rose. He had some other wins during the year, and he had a solid Ryder Cup. I know that Dustin Johnson might have, on paper, more wins, but I think Henrik overall, especially towards the end of the year, put on a performance that had greater historic importance uh, and gave us more of a highlight reel plus the first Olympics in 104 years. You know, I, I know it's like choosing the Indians over the Cubs or perhaps the Warriors over the Cavaliers, but I really was very impressed with what I saw and the way he carried himself, and I really fell in love with that final round of the Open Championship. I mean, that was the best major I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> What's left? I totally well, disagree. That's all. Okay. I saw Dustin Johnson why. win the U.S. Open on a horribly tough golf course with a sword of Damocles hanging over his head for something like five, six, seven holes, not knowing where that penalty would fall. I saw him win against tougher competition, and so I vote for him. Never mind we what I saw at Troon. Sorry. Uh, that was a wonderful thing that Stenson did, but of course we disagree, and and that's where I stand. Well, you know, you mentioned some great things though. There, it was wonderful to see Oakmont. Oakmont is my favorite major championship venue. Yes, even more than Augusta. And you are uh, probably the most knowledgeable of all of the golf writers. That's why you've written a book about Oakmont. Well, so tell about, us. Excuse me. This is not about Oakmont. This is about Dustin Johnson winning with a penalty hanging over his head, not only surviving but expanding his lead and winning dramatically. And then that final shot at the last hole, that six iron 
to the 18th green, a terribly difficult finishing hole. You talk about a sign-off, and he put it to what, five feet, three feet, something like that? That was incredible. I agree. It was was a clutch performance. That's why I'm voting. I have voted for Dustin Johnson. And and you're absolutely right. It was a time capsule moment, and it was a great moment of redemption. You know, I just felt that the 63 to close the Open Championship, you know, was equally good. And, you know, again, we are, we are distinguishing between a Chateaubriand and a double porterhouse, okay? They're both phenomenal. They both were great moments. And, and they were reasons why this was a phenomenal year in golf. Now, you also brought up the Masters, okay, which was riveting for a completely different reason. You know, do you rank the collapse of Jordan Spieth, you know, up there in the great collapses in golf history? Oh, absolutely. Not not the great collapses. No, no. It it was it was a, a quite a collapse. Not the great ones. No, not nothing like uh, Greg Norman which was a, a complete house falling in. Uh nothing like that. <laughs> uh, or or Sean Vandeveld. Norman, Norman didn't swallow just his tongue. He swallowed <laughs> he swallowed everything. Uh he <laughs> turned himself inside out the poor guy. You know, well, uh, Spieth, I, I, I don't understand Spieth, but this was a good illustration, by the way. People say, well, the guy that, the guy that won played the best. And, and I'm of the opinion that many times, in order for somebody to win, somebody else has to play really lousy. And, and that, is the, that was the case here. Yes, uh, uh, Willett played well. But if Jordan Spieth just holds his wits about him, it doesn't matter that he played well. Willett found a green jacket on the ground that that, day. And granted, he picked up a foot. Yeah. I I hearken back to the the explanation from Nick Faldo when when he said, I would rather be remembered for shooting the 67 uh, to win the Masters, but I'm afraid everybody's going to remember that Greg Norman, you know, he didn't use these words. Uh, choked and blew it all. Well, yeah, that is exactly what happened. You know, Nick, Nick Feldo shoots a nice 67, but if Greg Norman plays halfway decently, it ain't going to matter. Uh, so it, this was one of those cases at this Masters as well. Well, it played very well, all, all credit to him, but if, uh, if Spieth holds his wits, it ain't going to matter. You know, it's funny, our dear friend Dan Jenkins said about that 1996 Masters, he said, Greg Norman did his imitation of the Titanic again, but he went down by the throat. (laughs) 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 The master of the world one. A a banquet comedian in Pittsburgh at the time that, uh, I'm not going to duplicate his stuttering, but he was a genuine stutterer and it made the joke all the more effective. It was cruel, but I'm afraid it was true. He said, you remember when uh, Nick Faldo hugged uh, uh, Greg Norman after winning that Masters, and he said he wasn't hugging him. He was doing the Heimlich Maneuver. Heimlich Maneuver. <laughs> that is dreadful. I'm ashamed of even bringing it up. But it was a joke. Now, there were a couple of other, you know, 
big, excellent moments, exciting moments, dramatic moments, okay? Probably the next largest was the Ryder Cup. Uh, I was absolutely riveted by both not only McElroy versus Patrick Reed on that Sunday, but also Garcia versus Mickelson. What a match the two of them put on. Yes, and it just goes to show who says a tie is boring. So tell me about your experience watching the Ryder Cup and what your thoughts were well, with my, regards my to... Watching the Ryder Cup, I did predict this one. I, I figured that the Americans would finally win because they would forget about everything else. I, I'm tired, of, by the way, of people making this a national uh, uh, conflict, Britain ver or Europe versus the U.S. Uh, it's nothing of the sort. It's two teams against each other, and, and, and the captains don't mean anything except they choose who plays when, and that's all well and good. But if if you think a captain in golf is the equivalent of a coach in football, you, you're not watching the right game. <laughs> he sends them out, play your ass off, and you know just do the best you can. These guys, these guys are pro golfers. Uh, they're not intimidated by each other. <laughs> they're beaten by a ball and a bad lie. They're beaten by a six foot putt that doesn't curve the way they think it's going to curve. That's what beats them. And the, Euro the reason the Europeans won so much is they played better. It's really, really that simple. And the reason the U.S. won is not because of all the cheering or waving of the U.S. flag or anything like that. Golf cannot be played that way, except Seve Ballesteros could play the game hot. I think he was the only <laughs> one, maybe Palmer. But golf isn't played that way. Golf is a cold, calculating game. You hit it, you find it, you hit it again, and you do hope for the best that the fates aren't against you. And this time, the Americans simply played better, and I figured they were going to, uh, and, and they had the right captain for it. Uh, uh, Davis is a, a laid-back kind of guy. He's a very fine guy. He made his selections. He told him to go play. Now we don't know what happened in the we don't have we don't know what happened in the players' rooms, but I doubt very much that they brought in a bunch of cheerleaders to do any raw raw stuff. I doubt that very much. I think pro golfers would get up and walk out if you tried that. You know, these guys, you go and you tee it up and you hit it, you find it, hit it again. It's that cold. And and the U.S. played better. Well, there was one match, though, that wasn't cold at all. There was one match that was red, red, hot, and it was exciting to watch. That was Patrick Reed versus Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Okay, that was screaming and shopping yeah. Yeah. and roaring and yelling, okay? It, it, there was so much hollering going on. I thought for a minute I was watching a Godzilla movie, okay? Because here comes you, Rory McIlroy. I guarantee you those two golfers were cold Cold. They may have been cold-hearted, but they were yelling like monsters in a Japanese monster movie, okay? Rory makes a putt. Okay, Reed makes a putt. Okay, Rodan, Mothra, Godzilla, Ghidra. Okay, yeah, like, they're having a great time, and it's a lot of fun. I agree. I it was very fun. exciting. But that ain't, that ain't the kind of golf that wins Ryder Cups, or for that matter, anything else. It's the guy that plays the coldest, I think, who's going to win. 
The guy that's well, it's also the guys that putts the best, too. You know, usually yeah. the team that wins, teams that make the most putts. You know, if you stand up to a putt, uh, your heart is already beating, but you have got to calm yourself down. You almost got to go into cryogenics, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, to just do this as coldly and as calculatingly as you can. You are a battlefield surgeon. As much emotion as you might be feeling, you have got to keep your hands steady because you're dealing with something very precious. And that's the way I feel about this game. And that's why I think the game is the hardest game to play. It is just the hardest game of all. You know, if people think that Jack Nicholas said after the decision came down in the Casey Martin case, he said, I'll take those judges out to play a round of golf. We'll see how physical it is on you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Even though you're not being tackled, even though you're not running around, you know, it is absolutely because, you know, you'd spend so much time in your own head. I Jay, I spent a lot of time covering pro football and Major League Baseball and the college football. I know all about the heat in sports. I agree to all of that. I agree to the pressure uh, uh, of the crowd screaming and the, you need a first down or whatever. I, I understand all that. But remember, a golfer is on his own. For, if this is for the benefit of anybody who thinks golfers are twits. <laughs> a golfer is on his own. <laughs> And he's on his own like a neurosurgeon for four and a half, five hours. Just think of that pressure for that amount of time and trying to get a ball that's sitting still to do what you want it to do. You can't, yes. you, you can't cut away from the ball like a football player and get the extra yard. You can't jam it like a, a, a basketball player. You have to hit it, and you have to hit it right. And you have to do it more often than the other guy. It is a very, very vicious sport. To the like microsurgery, it is a it game is. of microns. You're exactly right. It is. It is exactly that. That's why these guys. The tour's uh, slogan is what? That these guys are really good. They certainly are. Guys <laughs> you've never heard of are just. Great golfers. You just don't. They don't hear. You don't hear of them. They don't win because they're one or two shots off. But just because yeah, but, they're not getting beat up doesn't mean it isn't a hell of a hard game. It is the hardest game. Yeah, and, and the difference between the top player and the 150th player in the world is microscopic oh, as is. well, and that's why so many players are, you know, rising and falling very quickly up and down the ranks. I agree. I agree. Now, way, tell us a... Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us a few more players besides Dustin Johnson that really made an impression on you that you look towards in 2017 as having a good year. I think this, the usual suspects. I'm looking for Rory uh, McElroy to forget being a jet setter or whatever mentality he's fallen into <laughs> and making a comeback. I'm looking for Jordan Spieth to recover whatever was that magic that he had. And believe me, and you know as well as I do, and I hope your listeners do too, none of us can define this stuff. We can't figure it out. Nobody can. It's something in there. 
you know, fortunately in football and in baseball, basketball, all the action sports, you know, you're reacting to a lot of stuff. Not in golf, you're acting. <laughs> the ball reacts. And you you are faced with long periods of silence. Uh, you, you've got to be contemplative. <laughs> What's this ball going to do? Or maybe you relieve the pressure the way Trevino did, uh, chatting, whatever. But it, 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 something happens out there, and nobody can define it. Nobody can quantify it. Nobody can measure it in any way. But something separates one guy from the next. And I don't know what it, I wish I knew what it was. I'd be very wealthy right now. Uh, <laughs> well, you've seen a great deal, Marino. You've been doing this for so many decades so well. You're one of you know the true greats of sports writing, not just golf writing. You've covered the Steelers. You've covered the Pirates. <laughs> so very good. <laughs> you're, you're taking me out for a round of golf at <laughs> uh, an old Stonewall or something. Uh, very quickly, before we let you go, we're going to go through our football picks here on GNN. We had a very good week last week. We went seven wins, no losses, and a tie. Oh, oh, yes. So we're going to give you... Yes, seven zero and one. Okay, the only the only tie was the Giants, unfortunately, and we're going to bet against the Giants again this week. Okay, the first game is we're taking the Lions plus ten and a half, visiting the Giants at Giants Stadium. Jay, you're talking over my head right now. I don't even understand betting. Okay, well, the Giants are ten and a half point underdogs. <laughs> no, they're ten and a half point favorites in this particular bet. Oh, okay, all right. I ain't, ain't going to bet anybody's ten and a half point favorites. Not perfect. <laughs> Not perfect. Okay. Then we've got the Packers visiting the Bears. The Packers going to win. I don't even know what the yeah, point is. Well, we get a half, we have to give a half a point. The Packers have to give a half a point. But I think they beat the Bears outright. The Bears defense is, isn't strong enough to stop the, the offense. By a minimum of three and probably seven or eight. And then the last game, okay, a bit of a weird one we picked. I, we took the Chiefs at home, giving a half a point to the Tennessee Titans. I'll go, I'd go for the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. It is an arrowhead, and uh, you know I think that there. Marcus Mariota is probably a year away, but watch out, that team is going to get good. So, and uh, before we really let you go, also one more. How about Pittsburgh and Cincinnati? What's your thoughts on the Steelers, who just took the lead in the division last week? I, I haven't. I, I haven't checked the line. I don't follow the line. What is what is the line on this game? I played the over-under, actually, okay? I'm going over 36 combined points in this oh, one. that's good. That's good. Uh, provided so the I field think is okay. I don't know what the weather's going to be. Well, I playing in Cincinnati. The Steelers are going to win unless uh, Perfect uh, uh, kills somebody, and, and the guy ought to be in jail anyway, but uh, unless he kills somebody... Uh, the Steelers are going to win this game. Well, hopefully they're going to use that as a springboard because they got the Ravens the week after and then close with the Browns. But, and I, and uh, I, this yeah. is not a home team uh, cheerleader, by the way. 
Uh, I'm amazed <laughs> at what, what has become of the Steelers right now. At, at, at the way they're playing, I, I am really, I'm really surprised, and especially Jay, that defensive yeah. backfield. I thought that was strictly garbage to start the year, but they're looking. For well, I don't think very much of it anyway, right yet. We'll find out for certain when Flacco comes to town, and and with Andy Dalton coming in as well. Uh, you know, but the Steelers' offense has been good, but we need some more help in the receiving core, and I don't think Hilarious Green is the answer for a backup tight end. Yeah, well, and when Dalton <laughs> comes to town, by the way, uh, the Steelers have a great chance as long as the uh, defensive line knows enough to put up their arms, because Dalton doesn't <laughs> a lot of pass over, over. He got knocked down, what, three, four times? Uh, a week or so ago, it was. It, I, I, I had to laugh all the way through it. He kept throwing flat passes, and, and the defense kept not. I forget. I'm sorry, I forget who he was playing. Kept slapping the ball down, and I said, "Who can't be?" Well, if you wanted flat passes, you should have seen what purported to be a football game last night between the Rams and the Seahawks. The Rams quarterback and punter were short-arming passes all day. Meanwhile, the Seahawks looked like the flying highlighters in a chartreuse atrocity. Yeah, I saw that. What was that outfit? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they looked like road signs. I thought they were road signs. They, they, they looked like the flying highlighters, okay? I mean, I've used, I've used markers that look that color. And Marino, thank you for joining us on Jay's Place. It's been a great segment having you. We, we love you. We can't wait to have you again in the spring my come pleasure. the Masters. My pleasure, Jay. My pleasure. Thank you so much, everybody. You're listening to Jay's Place on the Golf News Net Radio Network. I'm Jay Plummer. We will be right back after these messages. We're at the end of another great Jay's Play show, but thank you all so much for joining in. It's no fun doing this to an empty room, but it sure is fun doing it for all of you guys, so thanks so much. I want to thank Fish for kindly letting me use their great music as a theme song for the show. Thanks, guys. I want to thank CyberGolf and Golf News Network, cybergolf.com, backslash writers corner, including me and all the other fine writers, and thegolfnewsnet.com, backslash radio. Take us home, DJQ. Tune in next time for another great Jay's Play show on the Golf News Net Radio Network. Thanks, guys. Catch y'all next time. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.